I think I have uh, uh, pretty much Sunil, Chandru, and uh, Manish. Manish, uh, can I request you to please put on your video, please? Uh, Hi, Rakesh. Hi, Chandru. Can you? Hi, Sunil. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, uh, Rakesh, I can hear you loud and clear. So, Hi. good afternoon to you, Rakesh, and good afternoon, Mr. Chandrasekhar. Uh, this is Sunil Sayal. I hope you can hear me and perhaps see me as well. Yes, I, I can see you and hear you, Sunil. Very good meeting you today. Yeah, yeah. very, very I, nice. My and very good afternoon. I'm just checking, Manish, it is working for you. I can't hear you. So, I'm not sure, Manish, can you hear us? Uh, uh, we can't see you or uh, hear you, Manish. Just give me a second. I'm just checking that uh, is all locked in fine. Seems to be some challenge with Manish. We'll just give him a minute or so. We'll start the conversation and uh, uh, I'm requesting the assistant team to check from the back end what's the challenge, why he's not able to be on. I can see his, his name pretty much popping here, but may not be able to see his, uh, uh, you know, hear him or, or see him on the screen. Very nice. So let's, let's build the discussion and I think once again, very good afternoon, uh, each one of you and taking your time out for this discussion. I think it's a, it's a, a great opportunity to hear um, some uh, insights, uh, perspectives uh, from a finance uh, leadership point of view. And I think uh, what a, a, a panel which I have, I think, uh, you know, uh, all three of you uh, really bring the kind of experience which is put together is more than 100 plus years of experience. Uh, and that too in finance space, you know, and leading organization uh, as a uh, CFOs, uh, it, it matters a lot. Uh, having said that, today we want to ask some tough questions, hear some of your uh, perspectives. So that many uh, you know, contemporary leaders, as well as many budding finance leaders, they're also able to uh, learn and take a lot from here um, you know, when they are going back to their, their, their work and, and they can apply some of these learnings uh, what they hear. So a couple of quick points from the rules point of view. I know the audience which were continuing the last panel, they are continuing here, but as, as you know, you have a facility as a Q&A here and you can ask any questions if you want to ask the panelists, please put your questions in the Q&A. Uh, we can't see you, you can see us uh, very clearly. Um, uh, the second one I think is uh, there's a polls. So in between there'll be a poll which will come and I will trigger that poll and you can obviously respond to the poll. And in the last of the session as we complete, I will be able to share a link uh, which you can copy and, and click on the link to download the research report which we were talking about in the earlier panel. So that's quickly from the audience point of view, uh, from the panelists, uh, which we, we have uh, Mr. Sunil Sayal, Mr. Sunil Sayal is regional CEO for Nokia, uh, a veteran finance leader, uh, you know, and uh, he also is a, a president of uh, Shared Services Forum, and he has been very instrumental in terms of some of the uh, journey of Shared Services Forum over the last few years. As you know, uh, Shared Services Forum, uh, it's a 10th year and, and it, 
from the journey point of view for us. We started way back in 2011, and uh, Sunil has been pretty much uh, a part of that journey along with the Shared Services Forum. Mr. T. Chandrasekhar, I welcome you, and Mr. T. Chandrasekhar uh, is uh, one of the, uh, if I can say, uh, uh, leaders who have been associated again with Shared Services Forum in multiple avatars. Obviously, as an industry leader, as a finance leader, um, you know, as being leader with his IBM as a CFO, where he has shared a lot of uh, insights in the past when he has come on the uh, panels. And also, he is one of the uh, esteemed jury panel members uh, for the Excellence Awards and Recognition for the Shared Services Forum. Today, both of you in the capacity of being a finance professional, finance leader, and a veteran finance leader, uh, I will be requesting for your insights. I'm, I'm unsure still, Manish, are you able to hear us? You're able to join. I can see you on a screen as a box, but not able to uh, hear you. It seems to be on a mute, Manish. If you are there, please unmute yourself. No, I think, I'm, I think Manish is still struggling. Uh, I'm, I'm requesting the SSF team and the back end to check for it, please. And, and this slideshow can be taken out. So I just move on to the, the, the just building on the panel topic. Yesterday. The panel topic is very, very uh, simple. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, as, as a finance leader, is are you under stress? And why I'm asking this question is I, why I'm asking this question uh, from the perspective of saying are you under pressure is because of this whole COVID, the unprecedented time, the way it has uh, the change, the way it has, you know, uh, uh, really become difficult, uh, you know, uh, how are you handling that stress? How are you handling that pressure is what you would like to understand. What few things which you have done uh, to, uh, to manage that stress, you might have managed it, uh, or you are still struggling with that stress, we are just trying to hear that. So I would start with maybe uh, Sunil, you first, if you can just share some of your experiences of the current time, very briefly in a couple of minutes, by saying, you know, how are you going through the stress, what has been, and uh, are you out of that stress or are you still into the stress? Thank you, Rakesh. Uh, so when you say uh, stress, so I, I am actually not sure whether uh, there, there have been periods when uh, finance professionals generally have not been under stress, whether, whether times good or bad. I think uh, some kind of pressure, whether you may want to call it stress or not, I don't know, but some kind of pressure I think is always there um, during times which are good and during times which are perhaps uh, not so good as well. However, when it comes to uh, the present crisis, which uh, as you very rightly described, uh, you know, uh, in your earlier conversation as well, I mean, uh, as far as the present crisis is concerned, this is something where I think almost the entire population, whether it was finance professionals or any other or any other professional, uh, kind of got it got it all wrong. When I say we got it all wrong, what I, what I mean is that all kinds of estimates, guesstimates, projections, what would happen, what can happen, what cannot happen. I mean, uh, we, have not, we have never been able to come to terms with it. So as I was saying uh, to a friend of mine yesterday, I mean, these are times when things are continuously evolving and we have to resolve as they evolve. So there is no time period between something happening and a resolution 
uh, expected of that particular event. So definitely, I mean, these are times which are uh, stressful for all professionals. I would say perhaps uh, more so for the finance professionals. You could say that being a being a finance professional myself, I am a bit biased. But yes, uh, I think there are a couple of uh, professions who actually have an end-to-end -end view. And if you definitely, if you have an end-to-end -end view, then obviously the stress which you feel or which you can kind of at least see uh, is uh, is um, something which puts a lot of pressure on you. So if you were to ask me a simple question, Rakesh, as you just did, uh, are you under stress? Well, yes, we are. However, I think over the past three, four months, what we have learned is that we will have to live with this stress. So when things become inevitable, then you have to find you know, ways and means to be able to you know, uh, maneuver or uh, find your way through the uh, you know, difficulties and the constraints we have. And uh, since this, this was a short question where I was meant to give you a short answer, so that's where I, where I would currently stop now. But <laughs> no, I think you made a very good point, Sunil. I think the two parts, if I can hear you correctly. One, I think you rightly said that which year in the finance professional's life we don't have the stress. So I think obviously you rightly said that there is always a, an element of, uh, you know, uh, a stress which is built as a part of the, the, the professional life. You opted for it, the occupational hazard, if I can use the word. But the current time, which is the unprecedented time, has certainly added more to it. And I really like that comment, and I'd like to come back to you in a minute after hearing Mr. Chandrasekhar's uh, uh, input. Uh, where you said, you know, uh, uh, to be honest, you were not even prepared for it, right? So I would come back to you, and I know there's a, there's a very interesting uh, response uh, which you will have to share with us as well. But before that, Mr. Chandrasekhar, just wanted to hear from you. Uh, how do you see this perspective of uh, being in stress, being in, um, you know, under the uh, pressure in the current situation as a finance leader. Yeah, Rakesh and everybody, first of all, thanks for having me on the panel. And uh, Sunil, thank you for your opening inputs as well. Uh, what I'm going to say is kind of different from, uh, from what uh, you heard from Sunil. I actually don't feel stressed at all. Um, and, and here's why I say this, um, you know, I'll start with an anecdote back in, not an anecdote, it was, uh, it happened back in early February when we were doing, uh, planning for our March, uh, 2020 statutory audit, uh, closing and all of that. Uh, what we do is we have a planning meeting with our auditors to make sure that we're all calibrated on what we need, how we need it. And, and many of you heard this story from me before. Um, the way we operate in finance in IBM, for example, is uh, that we are a globally integrated enterprise, which means I have three accountants in India, I have five accountants in Kuala Lumpur, I have my uh, my uh, fixed assets being run from somewhere in uh, Europe, and I have my intercompany accounting in the US and so on. So we have multiple people. So in any case, we're all working very, uh, you know, very remotely from each other from an accounting standpoint. So in early February, when we had this planning meeting, my point to the auditors was, and the auditors were not obviously as ready as we were uh, in terms of how we were working from home and all of that, which IBM, as many of you know, is very used to, and we've been doing it for many, many years. Um, I, I said to them, be ready to not be able to show up in office at all. Be ready to do 
all of the work sitting from home from from uh, in front of your computer so there will be no physical interaction there'll be no physical document that you'll be able to see everything will be digital everything will 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 uh, will come on your computer screen and you will not be able to see it with your own eyes let's all assume that is going to be the worst case scenario let's assume that we won't be able to get into the office and this was early february and i don't know they say uh, they say in Tamil, right? You have a black tongue, and uh, you shouldn't have said that. And actually happened. Um, so it actually happened, right? Uh, and and uh, and we were having uh, some discussions the other day with the auditors, and they said, uh, you know, I should have listened to you, and I should have told this to my other clients, and many of them were not as prepared as you are. So um, the 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 point uh, I'm making, Rakesh, is that I think. I think we in IBM have been a lot more prepared than many others, uh, partly because of the way we work. And uh, when on the 16th of March, when we formally announced that we'll work from home until further orders, right? Even today, we, we're working from home. And you may have read in the papers also that there are 99% of IBM employees and uh, we, have a, uh, we have a significant um, headcount population in India. Um, so 99% of our uh, headcount are working from home even today. And, and within finance, 100% has been working from home from day one. And uh, we, we actually didn't, didn't have a problem with that at all. Uh, I, think, I think the stress that um, uh, you, you know, I, I, I see going around is what happens to the business, the uncertainty that is there in the business and therefore how we in finance need to react to that, uh, whether it is from a cash standpoint or whether it is from a um, business standpoint, whether it's from a you know financial metric standpoint, and more importantly, from my standpoint, how do we continue to manage people? Right, having working from home casually for a couple of days, in a, you know, week is one thing, and working for home uh, from home uh, for a, for a very very long period, as I said. I've been working from home. This is, uh, you know, completed four months from home already. So that's a entirely different thing. I don't think my wife uh, expected it. I think the stress is a lot more on my family than on me right now. Uh, but but yes, uh, we uh, we have managed it so far. I think we can manage it going forward. But uh, you know, there are many things, including employee well-being and uh, you know many of the engagement related uh, you know activities and how we do it and how we uh, how we adapt to the new normal as soon as put it and and uh, be able to take it in our stride and move on with sure. it is something that we got to continue working on sure. 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 so i think i just build on some of this conversation i'll come back to you mr Chandrasekhar. i can see manish you are there manish you can just unmute yourself Yeah, Manish, uh, can, am I visible and audible now? Absolutely, Manish. Welcome to this panel. I think uh, 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 there was some technological challenge uh, which I surpassed and came back. So nice of you, and thank you for uh, being part of this panel, Manish. So we just started two minutes back, and just trying to hear a very brief comment in terms of. Uh, and I started with the, the question by saying, you know, very eminent panel, but I'm going to be a little tough with you all today. Uh, trying to ask and get some perspective, which is going to be useful for the people who are logged in to listen to this conversation. Uh, so the question was, are you uh, under stress? Are you under pressure today? Uh, and I think one very interesting comment from Sunil, which came in the beginning was, 
you know, tell me one day or a year where we are not as a finance professional, but this time is very different, unprecedented. While we heard a very different perspective from Mr. Chandrasekhar saying that as a company, uh, they were uh, better prepared and hence there is a stress, but they were able to manage it because of the nature of the company, the kind of work they do and the kind of preparation the company had. Now, in your case, how uh, do, you, do, you, do you have an eight hours a day or are you struggling uh, to, to be stressed across multiple multiple dimensions. So, how about you, Manish? Uh, first of all, thanks uh, for having me here, uh, and it's a great pleasure to be part of this panel. Uh, as I was discussing with you, Rakesh, few days ago, that uh, uh, as far as finance people are concerned, uh, whether they are under stress or not under stress, uh, without the COVID or without uh, this type of uh, once in a century type of crisis. Uh, depends more so on the personality trait, which is a softer skill of that individual. But yes, the part of it is contributed by the nature of business as well. A uh, lot of companies, uh, I have complete empathy with the CFO of P uh, PVR, where there is virtually no top line, zero top line, what to speak of doing any cost optimization or whatever. Coming back specifically to our industry, we are part of the infra space. Uh, we are into mining of coal and various natural minerals. Coal is an integral part uh, for uh, the India's power needs. India was growing at 7-8% uh, for past few years. And uh, from a power deficit country to a power surplus country, which currently most of the part of the country receives more than 20 hours of electricity. And we were playing a small bit of uh, role in that. As far as Rajasthan and um, Orissa is concerned, we contribute uh, coal to the power producers of these respective states. So uh, from a nature of business point of view, our business was not shut even for a single day during this COVID starting from 23rd of March, 22nd of March to be precise from that Janta curfew onwards. But it gave us two different type of challenges. Power industry itself is in financial stress. Uh, they had been uh, giving uh, uh, very poor as far as collections are concerned. During this COVID, uh, when government uh, took a little bit of time to understand how do they have to go about it. Uh, their collections even became more pathetic, whereas our vendors were wanting us to support them. So I had a double whammy that how do I go about uh, using my uh, past uh, profitability and the cash which I have, uh, how do I prioritize it? So from that point of view, uh, if I had to get stressed, I would have got stressed and whatever little hairs are left on my head, I would have gone completely bald. Uh, but I think uh, uh, being uh, heavy, I, I must uh, admit that uh, no stress uh, becomes so much for me that I lose my smile. Uh, that comes, uh, that is a natural uh, trait of my personality. Uh, but yes, from a business perspective, uh, even if it is an infra space, this uh, uh, calamity, pandemic, whatever we may call it, is neither heard of. Uh, it's one in 100 years when I was Googling the history. Uh, I understood that 1918 India was hit with the Spanish flu, wherein that was a decade where India lost 6% of its population. There was no other decade where India's population uh, took a declining trend. Definitely, it will have an impact on all aspects of economy, whichever part of the business cycle you are in. You are a, we are a growth-oriented organization. Yes, we, will, we are hungry for cash, we, uh, whether it is working capital cycle or it is a capex cycle. So what we decided that we will go a little slow on the capex cycle, but we neither uh, got rid of any of our employees. We did not reduce the salary of any of our employees. 
yes we may have been very conservative as far as giving increments are concerned uh, but we took uh, care of all the employees people were given liberty to where uh, if they feel comfortable to work from home uh, they can continue to work from home initially yes for one and a half months roughly till end of april uh, there was no end to uh, fixing of digital meetings and it, they used to go on till 9:30 10 people will send an invite at 8:30 but then i realized whether it is work from home or it is my office uh, i have to as i used to define it earlier i will define it now as well and hence i stopped taking any meeting invites unless until it is from the chairman's office and chairman never used to call any meeting after 8 o'clock in the night so it is our people only who were creating chaos by being a unplanned person so if you want to be planned uh, other persons being unplanned big being his uh, 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 deciding at the last minute cannot impact me he can continue to remain with his being unplanned so it has not impacted me as far as my delivery is concerned i had board meetings of 16 companies in the business which i take care all digital in which i had to convince my state uh, power producer who, uh, because their representatives are on the board of one or two of companies they were experiencing for the first time how to hold a board meeting through electronic mode but we had to do it because they are a subsidiary of adani enterprises limited and if i don't hold their board meetings adani enterprises limited will have to postpone their board meeting so we none of that had to happen we revised our uh, budget for 2021 two times uh, it was already finalized before covid hit us but we went on the design drawing board once again keeping uh, looking at the current cash situation and we had to completely uh, redraw it completely uh, as if this was a first time discussion going to happen so we had to do all that there was a lot of uh, online um, recruitment taking place so it was a challenging time and it continues Yeah, so Manisha, very nice. I think uh, uh, so interesting perspective. I think which you're sharing in terms of uh, initially you had a uh, from an individual point of view or personally uh, you had a bit of a stress because of the the work hours and the way you managed it. And you rightly talked about in terms of how the you know the whole change happened, how the people adopted this whole digital way, including the board meetings and not just limiting to your realm. But even you were able to influence, or you got the partnership to work with many others, where this digital work really, really worked in the last few months of time. Just building the conversation ahead, and I just want to go back to Sunil, you uh, to look at uh, uh, from the uh, again from the this whole uh, the perspective we talked about. Uh, nothing um, is is not a single day is where you don't have the the kind of a challenge, and obviously the last. Uh, a few months has been something which is absolutely unprecedented two quick points which is coming out and i would like to hear your perspective on that one is that there's a nature of business obviously plays a role and given you are a manufacturing uh, you know uh, infra kind of an organization uh, what was the kind of impact which you uh, as a cfo had to go through in this kind of situation including in terms of people well being etc etc and the manufacturing had to happen that is one part the second part if you can also uh, sort of build on it by saying what are the few things which you did to come out of that situation if you have come out of that situation of individual uh, if i can say as as a crisis as a company is one part as a, as a as an organization is one part my question is more from the finance leader point of view uh, and what's the kind of a learning or perspective would you like to provide to other people who are Log into this conversation. This is the kind of areas where we were able to come out of it. So over to you, sir. Okay. So thank you, Rakesh. So first of all, before I before I answer this particular question, I would first want to you know maybe build a bridge between what I said 
and what my fellow fellow panelists also talked about stress and then i'll kind of link it to the to the question which you asked me so when you when you when you look at you know uh, the 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 holistic functions which we as cfos perform i mean i'm sure there is no rocket science that we have uh, can you hear me yeah thanks to me yeah we can hear you okay so because there was a bit of a disturbance yeah. there so i thought that yeah, maybe yeah. i had lost all of you but so if i were to look at the you know various functions which we perform so rather than going through the whole lot of functions which we do let me try and you know divide them into into two parts you know the internal facing ones and the external facing ones in the interest of time so some of the functions which uh, you know uh, mr chandrashekhar touched upon i would classify them as internal facing ones you know getting the uh, the uh, accounts ready getting the uh, audits done getting the quarterly results done and similarly some of the uh, areas which mr saxena also pointed out uh, were with regard to you know holding of board meetings etc which are kind of more process procedure logistics you know uh, related stuff and there i think is not where what i was alluding to or referring to uh, these are uh, functions which are which can happen quite easily in uh, era which is either which is working from home or working from office covid non covid and and so on and so forth organizations like ibms and nokias of the of the world have got you know uh, some have the luxury of uh, having some very fantastic systems uh, fantastic um, uh, what connections which are available you know everybody has a laptop they are they are all connected and all these things can can happen anywhere in the world so i mean it it was not a surprise for me that that all companies like ours were able to publish their quarterly results for the quarter which have just gone by spot on spot on time which basically meant that the systems worked uh, all over the world not only in india but all over the world but what i was alluding to was the was the external facing role of a cfo so when i say an external facing role of a cfo what i mean is our customers our vendors our manufacturing facilities so that is where the challenge comes in and that is where the the stress would start to build up so now i will link this to the question which you asked about the manufacturing facility now let me give you an example we have a state of the art manufacturing facility in chennai where we have 1500 people working there and we thought well yes when the uh, lockdown happened that we will be covered and rightly so under the essential services arena because we manufacture telecom equipment and telecom was classified as an essential service so in our planning what we thought was well well yes we may not be able to do a three shift manufacturing but at least we will be able to do a one or a one and a half shift manufacturing and we and we had our bcp drawn around that so there was already already an existing bcp we kind of put it into into motion saying well yes we will have now a two shift operation so what we will do is that we will use all the uh, you know manufacturing facility for consumption in the domestic market and as far as exports is concerned we will shift to a plan b where the production can be ramped up in some other part of the world where uh, perhaps the lockdown was not as strict as it was in india during the month of march and april and uh, the initial couple of months but then i mean the vagaries of this particular calamity were such that each state 
as you all uh, as you know rakesh uh, along with the federal government would come out with uh, with advisories almost on an hourly basis so there was a federal advisory then there was advisory from the tamil nadu government then there was some advisory from the uh, from the chennai municipality and trying to kind of you know uh, uh, trying to comply to all those meant that the challenge which was which we which we foresaw which we kind of foresaw and planned was much more you know so although we put into operation a bcp plan whereby we said well yes instead of uh, uh, 10 people coming in a, in a van from various uh, you know villages or various towns all over chennai we would have perhaps only you know five or six people sitting in a in a particular uh, van we would have you know certain uh, entry pro- protocols we would have certain exit protocols but who knew that all of a sudden on the 28th of whatever april the chennai government would say or the tamil nadu government would say sorry to say that the factory would now be sorry the uh, the state would now be locked down for another four five days and the factories if you uh, know uh, rakesh are are not uh, simplistic uh, pieces of uh, you know uh, infrastructure where you just push a button and the whole factory starts to run shutting shutting the factory is very easy but you know setting it back in motion there is a legacy, there, there is a, a lead time of about 4 to 5 days so this off and on which happened was something which we obviously could not have planned in any of our bcps Mm. and then and, and then i will d- just take couple of more minutes rakesh then when we found that well just this was taking too much of a you know, too much of our time and we will not be able to service the customers and if we are not able to service the customers then obviously i mean uh, the top line suffers and then if the top line suffers suffers the bottom line is also going to suffer and if i would say that i would have no stress if even if my bottom line lines uh, suffer then i think i would not be justifying uh, i i i would not be justified so what we thought was well fine even if it means an extra cost i will put plan b in motion and the plan b was ramp up production in in our factory in china and to be able to get equipment from china into india because that was one of the factories which made equipment which was similar to what was required in india okay so we 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 put plan b in b in motion and we thought well yes even if even if it need an extra cost we would still be able to uh, uh, you know satisfy our customers and at least make if if not make an x percentage of sales margin maybe an x minus y percentage of sales margin because of the fact that there is a transport involved there is logistics freight and custom duties involved but then who knew that all of a sudden there would be a stand off in ladakh because of that stand off there would be a anti china sentiment and because of that anti china sentiment all my imports in china, in china would get stuck up at the, at customs so that is what i am meaning by stress so on the on the 30th of june we were still struggling till 12 at midnight trying to convince the custom officers that this equipment which we are to, which we are trying to import from china is actually not strictly chinese chinese 
that is the kind of stress we i am actually talking about and that comes into that and, and that comes into play rakesh because we had a plan b but we did not have a plan c so covid has actually taught us that is, that we will also have to have a plan c Sure. No, I think it's an interesting okay. uh, story. Interesting story. And so I'll just come back to you. Uh, I have a very connected question to you, and I'll just come back in a little while, back to you on the specific example of Plan A, B, and C. And you talked about, uh, and a very interesting side of it. What we're saying is, it's not just about uh, looking at the finance functional role as a CFO. It's also really looking at the business role, if I can say. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Really makes a lot of difference in terms of looking at both the top line, bottom line. Not just from the, and typically we keep uh, saying that, and just before the session we talked about also is that it's not about just about reporting profits, it's about really generating profits, and that's where you're trying to see, or even if I can say not generating profits, but minimizing losses, if I can say, is something which you looked at. And I'll come back to your specific question. Just wanted to take a quick view from um, uh, Mr. Chandrasekhar, you on this. I think uh, two, three perspectives we are hearing, and I think I wanted to hear you one of the areas from you is. You know, uh, we are talking about going through a turbulent time, and it's literally. Let me just let me just just try to visualize and get all of us to visualize. We're talking about uh, there's a pilot, there's a co-pilot. Pilot is a business leader, the CEO, and there's a co-pilot, which is a the finance leader or CFO, and they're flying a plane for a long hours. And on the middle of the air, uh, there is a turbulence. And, and as Pusuleen was talking about, every uh, flight you take, you'll have a bit of a turbulence and you're used to those kind of turbulence sometimes, right? You're used to some of those crises sometimes. But then many times, and this is the first time after a century, once in a century, as Manish was talking about it, this is one of the situations where this turbulence is there, which is unprecedented. Uh, you are flying along with your CEO. And uh, you don't even know how long this turbulence is going to be. Your air, air traffic control is giving you some guesstimated news about two months, three months. Then there's a WHO which comes and says, okay, three months more, and the time more, worse time has to come. And then ICMR in India, which is talking about, you know, uh, we still we have not seen the worst and so and so forth. How do you react to some of that as a finance leader, as a co-pilot now? Yeah, so um, first of all, I completely relate to what uh, Sunil said, and I think I think a lot of the real-life uh, incidents that he was talking about in his business is pretty much what I'm sure Manish or I or any other CFO uh, would be able to immediately relate to. So thank you, Sunil, for bringing that up. Um, from my standpoint, uh, Rakesh, uh, you know, like I said, as the co-pilot, my job is to make sure that uh, the, the pilot continues to do what he is best at and, and I continue to support him. Now, uh, they, these are unique situations, right? So for example, uh, we, we have some resources that have to work from uh, an IBM office premises because they are managing a data center or they're managing, uh, you know, they, they, they are working off of a client network and so on and, and you obviously because some of these are secure networks, you can't have them working from home and access those networks. So we had to uh, we had to enable that for them because that's how they become effective. Uh, there are cases where you have, um, uh, you know, Manish was talking about recruitment. We have recruitment ongoing. We have new resources coming on. How do I enable them with laptops so they can work on it? How do I enable them with data cards? 
the first month, month and a half, obviously, was, uh, you know, was very trying because all of us were trying to grapple with it. Uh, very trying in a sense that we, we, we had to do a lot of things to make sure that our people were enabled so they could do what they could do, right? Uh, but then very quickly, we realized that uh, this is not going to go away very soon. Like all of us agreed, this is, uh, this is a new normal. And even even in the most normal of circumstances, I don't I don't know if if in the next one two years we're going to have more than fifty percent of our people working from the office at any point in time, right? If you if you just have to allow one meter, the uh, you know social distance between two two individuals sitting in an office, I think you've got to reduce the number of people seated by half, right? So I, by that simple logic, I think uh, it is going to be a, a new normal that a lot of us are going to work from home for a lot of more days than ever before. One, two, uh, there are going to be situations like uh, Sunil talked about the 30th June situation he spoke about on on items, uh, you know, stuck at customs and 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 a lot of us that that manage, uh, you know, we, we have hardware as well that we import. So um, there certainly is that, uh, that problem that uh, we've had to go through as well. But the good news is that we've worked very closely with government. We've worked very closely with, uh, with, with our stakeholders, with the ecosystem. And we, we've, some of it we've planned ahead, uh, for example, I now have a stock of laptops for all of my new joinings until December 2020. Uh, I would usually not uh, keep uh, that kind of stock, right? Uh, I'm doing that today because on the one hand, I have new people joining and then I do have attrition like I would have. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's a normal thing in the industry that I work for. So, uh, we, you know, we have a different way of managing. Otherwise, we would normally expect that the employee that is outgoing would come give his or her laptop back and get a confirmation that uh, the laptop has been uh, returned. Of course, this is a digital confirmation and, and only then the final settlement happens, right? But uh, now it's a unique situation. So uh, we, we, we are doing it very differently and we're not necessarily timing it to say that people have to return their laptop before they get a final settlement and so on. So uh, we've had to change a lot of our processes We've had to do a lot of different things from what we would do in the past. But the good news is we've been fleet-footed. We've been very fleet-footed about how we look at some of these things, how we, how we uh, react to some of these uh, nuances in the business. And we also realized that uh, this is not going to go away and we're going to continue facing these situations on an ongoing basis. We've, we've, we've managed it. I, I would say we managed it well. Uh, it's now about the sustainability and endurance and, and, and keeping the level of focus and patience that we keep. Uh, I, I still go back to what I originally said. To me, the single biggest um, concern would be the well-being of my employees. The single biggest concern would be my ability to keep them motivated and to, key, and to en continue enabling them uh, to do what I think they have to do uh, whether it is this situation or any other. Uh, and it, it only gets a lot more difficult now than it ever used to be. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, thanks for that uh, you know, uh, point. I'm really talking about from the co-pilot point of view. And I just, before I go back to and build on this conversation, I obviously wanted to take some input from you, Manish. 
and, and the question I just want to leave with you before that I just launch a poll. The question is, uh, in this, you talked about nature of business, and we're also talking about the kind of rules, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, wanted to hear quickly from you, uh, what is the role of uh, the, the government, or government in this kind of situation? What do you think is the role of industry associations in this kind of a, a situation? Do they play a role? Do they play an important element in terms of some of the situations you are in? to de-stress or bring your pressure down. Before you respond, I have a poll for the audience and I just released that poll. Even the panelists can please respond to it. I would request all the panelists to please uh, respond to this poll as well. So here you go. So the question is, uh, what is the most critical characteristics a finance professional needs to possess? And please read finance leaders here, needs to possess to be a resilient leader and effectively manage crisis. Uh, the options are clear narrative, ability to visualize the path forward. Second is fine blend of head and heart, display empathy and take tough decisions. Third is lead by example, encourage and motivate the team. Fourth, analytical mind for better predictability and improved decision-making. And last but not least, ability to combine short-term efficiencies and long-term effectiveness. I know this is a little tricky question with a lot of options. You have to select one. I request all the panelists uh, here. Uh, I'm sure many of these, all of these would be displaying as part of your role, but if you can just pick one of it, would be would be quite helpful. Another 20 seconds. I'm close to 75% boards. Another 10 seconds. Fine. Great, so I'll just close the poll now, thank you. Uh, so Manish, uh, over to you now with that question which I was having uh, just before I launched the poll, seeking your insights on it. Yeah, so um, uh, Rakesh, uh, as I was mentioning uh, in the, uh, my opening comments, that this is a once in a century type of crisis. Uh, in my 30 years of experience, uh, out of which uh, 10 years in controllership and the CFO uh, roles which I have been doing, uh, yes, I had uh, um, uh, witnessed the Y2K, which was a smaller problem, but also it was impacting all entities across, uh, right? Um, I was having uh, what, around nine years of work experience. I was in the middle management, but that also I remember created a huge amount of, uh, but it was known. You, we had time at our disposal. Some companies started uh, three months in advance. Some started one year in advance, but COVID, there was no notice, there was no advanced intimation, despite the fact that China, it had struck sometime in December, uh, but India was actually Ill, uh, not so prepared and or, or nobody thought that it will come in such a uh, hordes uh, the way it came uh, through the international flights and then it spread to the nook and corner. So yes, here at this point of time, uh, it is not only government's responsibility to uh, front end uh, and take care of the people who on their own are not able to take care uh, because they don't have so much deep pockets and resources that they can survive being unemployed for a longer period of time without any earnings. 
a large responsibility lies on the sh uh, shoulders of large corporates uh, which i would say there have been a mixed type of response some companies have been very very wholeheartedly uh, coming out and saying that uh, we will not deduct the salary of the people irrespective of what it may happen because if the company has been there for uh, 10 15 years has been profitable uh, yes for some months uh, company can sustain uh, without doing any deduction but there are two types of behavior which we have seen from the corporate world uh, wherever uh, the top line has got impacted uh, some have become very very ruthless and uh, they have just reduced the manpower uh, left right and center some companies uh, have have uh, taken it from the heart they have come out and open including their promoters uh, like um, uh, rajiv bajaj uh, he came out and open uh, and addressed um, uh, at various public forums about the stance which his group has taken and same way tata group uh, so uh, it, a lot of responsibility lies on the corporate uh, shoulders and uh, cfos i in my opinion are uh, i call them uh, 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 as the navigators of the business because ceo would want to take the business uh, through a top line growth uh, it is the cfo who ultimately balances it out by looking at the short term and the long term and balance, and evens out everything and hence he uh, this role currently has to play much more than what a passive cfo would generally be playing uh, it, uh, we have to we have to be very very nimble footed you can't live with a plan for six months or one year because you never know how long this crisis is going to continue so as the corporates have played differently this game uh, some have been playing with the heart some have been playing with the mind uh, same way i would say government has also in my opinion played a bit of balanced role it has tried to help the people who are the most needy uh, uh, by through way of various schemes uh, answer that is it good enough or something more should have been done my view is that in the economy currently was growing to grow at 7-8% for the next 4-5 years now suddenly will degrow at 5% in FY21 uh, it will require Herculean effort because when the momentum suddenly stops you just can't push it and then give it back at 8% in FY22 it requires a lot of Herculean efforts which requires fiscal incentive it does not require traditional monetary economics policies it has to be out of the box people will have to think uh, government administrators have to think that how do they go about we just can't focus on the fiscal deficit percentage and govern the economy and then say yes be with it uh, we will let the um, uh, long term be sacrificed for uh, ensuring uh, that we don't cross a threshold percentage so this is my view on that absolutely <laughs> Side, I think it is quite uh, quite uh, helpful, uh, Manish. And as you rightly said, this is going to be a Herculean ask, uh, not just from the uh, the government point of view, even from the corporates. And the corporates' guidance will also change as they would have thought very differently. Uh, the large corporates, the mid corporates, the entire ecosystem will have to really look at things differently. And even some of the associations, the industry bodies will also have to really play an important role. Uh, in, in some of these areas. Just picking up with Mr. Chandrasekhar, uh, uh, given this whole, uh, you know, the, the IT, uh, you know, IT labor services kind of industry in this space, uh, there was a, a you know, big, uh, you know, uh, news about uh, the overseas leaders where the organizations were getting a little hassled about India with the full lockdown 
and then obviously nascom played an important role to pull it back and 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 I'd agree with the government of india in terms of how to get some of these uh, you know organizations with a, a partial operations and so on and so forth the question i have is now now that is one role which government or associations have played now the situation is we are talked about you are all under stress and how you are responding to the stress etc are we seeing this situation now just turning the tides back by saying hey we have shown to the world that even despite this uh, major crisis uh, india was able to deal great with i'm just taking india as an example i'm not saying we're just talking with india centric here but taking as example using this as a crisis where some of the organization have displayed their resilience and said we are meant to fight for it are you seeing uh, any any signs where you are using this challenge or this crisis as an opportunity back to play it back to the customers clients as shareholders by saying guys look we are we are all all good we will take care of it are you seeing the situation has come are you able to reach there when you are able to play that opportunity card or are you still too far to reach to the opportunity card you know uh, just to be honest i i i don't think this is the time for us to uh, you know do the uh, to play the opportunity card like you said right and i think i think what customers are looking for from companies such as ibm is uh, that there will be continuity that ibm will continue to support them in difficult times and i can tell you that uh, there are there are many clients that are not ready Uh, forget about um, vendors and and service providers such as IBM. Clients are not ready, um, and and were not ready for this uh, for this uh, pandemic. So uh, we've had to help clients not just with by by continuing our services, but also providing them uh, a lot of assistance. Um, uh, you know, to to make sure that their business was um, was continuing to run. It is. it is uh, it is tough to be honest because uh, you know some of these clients did not uh, have the infrastructure some other clients did not have the right set of people some other clients were not training their uh, employees to 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 work from home and some clients uh, work on secure networks and therefore it's not very easy for them to uh, move all of their work from home right so uh, we've had to play this role of on the one hand uh doing what we have to do and delivering uh, what we have to deliver to our clients without uh, without interruption second enable our clients uh, to uh, to be productive third uh, there are some critical infrastructure that we support for our clients right we also have data centers we have uh, we have uh, cloud data centers that our clients use and so on we had to make sure in spite of the lockdown and all of it we had to make sure that those were running thankfully the government uh, looked uh, looked at it and and gave it a very positive i would say a very positive uh, view and uh, classified itit yes as uh, essential services and that really helped us uh, we did go through the initial few weeks of uh, confusion like uh, like um, you know sunil and uh, manish were alluding to as well uh but then the governments uh, you know i think i think get got a little more coordinated and uh, you know and gave us clarity gave themselves clarity in the process and we were able to work through it uh 
uh, our clients, uh, our clients understand. Our clients understand that there may be situations where we are not as uh, uh, as uh, responsive as uh, they think we should be, and and some of it is simply because uh, there are requirements uh, that that are unique, right? And 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 they get done better from an office premises and. And the typical plan A, plan B, plan C that we worked on uh, from a BCP standpoint used to be, uh, you know, if Bangalore shuts down, uh, you know, can I move some of my work to Pune? If Pune shuts down, can I move it to Kolkata? If India shuts down, can I move it to Philippines? If, if Asia shuts down, can I move it to Latin America? All of that is now broken, right? Uh, you can't go anywhere because the whole world is struggling. And, and there's no country that is uh, struggling less than the other, right? It's only a question of, the degree of impact and uh, you know and and different countries have different degrees i guess uh, but therefore therefore our clients understand we understand uh, we we uh, we've been very uh, fortunate to have some uh, very understanding clients who uh, you know who have responded uh, very positively to to our to our request and and we uh, i I would say that uh, we uh, we've managed through this uh, situation up to this point really well. Uh, I think it'll be a good benchmark for us to see how we can improve from here, knowing knowing fairly well that this is not going to go away uh, in the next uh, uh, in the next um, uh, few weeks or months even, right? So, uh, so short answer, uh, it's 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 been. It's been a new learning for all of us, and uh, uh, you know, thankfully, we've gone through it. We'll continue to go through it, and we'll continue to adapt to it. Uh, sure, sure, I hear you absolutely. So, thanks for that uh, insights, Mr. Shaker. Just taking a quick uh, one minute. I know we are in the last five seven minutes of the session, uh, sharing the results of the poll, and uh, I'll just leave it on the screen uh, for you all to just see it. And, and this is where I would like to spend a quick minute and I just request all of you to be very brief in you know, your responses. Uh, two quick questions I have uh, for all of you, uh, and then you can just do a quick round drop uh, and 30 second responses if I request all of you to, to give. Uh, starting with you, Manish, how do you see the, see the responses of this uh, poll? Yeah, if we see the responses, uh, it says uh, analytical mind for better predictability has got the highest score at 40%. And uh, then ability to combine has got the second highest as 20%. Uh, I had voted for something what else. What is your yeah. take? Yeah. yeah, so I, I uh, voted for this head and heart thing because I find that uh, when we are in abnormal situation and you are you are not in a position to use data points uh, to decide what needs to be done because you don't know how long this pandemic is going to go and you have people in your organization uh, within finance outside finance as i am holding this conference with you uh, two of my teammates in ahmedabad have been tested positive so uh, and the entire team has to be quarantined now because that is the protocol in ahmedabad as per the gujarat government so uh, it's it has to be a, an extremely fine balance uh, generally finance people uh, tend to have uh, because of the virtue of the DOA or whatever or by virtue of what the Institute says that there are many a slip between the cup and the lip. Uh, we have a tendency to of saying power to say no, we use data we say that God we believe in rest has to be supported by data. But these, these are very, very difficult times. 
I have to be much more emotional than what I used to be earlier. And hence, I felt that uh, I have to blend my head as well as heart, display empathy and take tough decisions as well. Very difficult to be executed, but this is one of the finest skills will be required by all the finance fraternity leaders. Yeah, thanks, Manish. Very quick comments from you, Sunil and uh, Mr. Chandrasekhar. How do you see this? How can you see this? Uh, can you see this, uh, this poor results? And what would be yeah. your pick? So first of all, I must say, Rakesh, I think you have been a bit unfair to the uh, to the audience. Here. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, how can you ask uh, ask the audience to uh, pick one out of the five? I think all of them are extremely extremely important. It all depends upon uh, which particular uh, stage of uh, the battle are you in, right? Uh, what uh, industry are you in? What uh, circumstances are you in? What geography are you in? I mean, so uh, to be able to uh, kind of pick one out of all these five or six, I think is um, is a is a bit difficult. However, uh, I did pick since I I didn't have a choice, so I I did try to kind of click two, but it uh, but uh, I think you were uh, you had drafted it well, so it it would take only one. Uh, so I did pick uh, exactly the same which um, Manish picked up, uh, which was that we need to think both from the head and the heart because crises like these uh, cannot be uh, cannot be uh, kind of uh, addressed. If I may use the word address, I I don't think we are even addressing it. We we're just trying to sustain somehow. Uh, so crises like these can be sustained uh, uh, only if we have a good combination of the head and the heart. And we know where to give precedence to the to the head, and where to give precedence to the heart. I think that is uh, that is what is extremely uh, extremely important. Since you gave me only thirty seconds, so I will now share. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see absolutely rapid, rapid, rapid fire, Mr. Shaker. Uh, yeah. Uh, comments on this. Firstly, um, you know, I I love uh, the term integrity, and and in all honesty, let me tell you, I have not spoken to Sunil before. I have not spoken to Manish before. I picked exactly the same uh, uh, you know, <laughs> item that they took it. Uh, you know, I think I think um, uh, I think it's a very profound statement, right? A fine blend blend of head and heart. Uh, you think about it. Uh, Manish put it extremely well. Uh, this is not the time to throw data. This is not the time to lean on statistics because no statistics, no data. No history is going to help us uh, in in a situation like this, right? You just have to be very, very fleet-footed and 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 pick your battles. Do what you think is the right, and uh, of course, with with the right level of discussion, conversation within the leadership, uh, just do what you all think is right at the moment, right? There are a lot of decisions. I'm sure each one of us as CFOs has taken over the last four months, which is very different from the way we would have reacted in a in peacetime right uh, you know i always say this right there's a lot of things that you will do in peacetime uh, the same situations in wartime you will do very differently i think this is wartime uh, and you 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 got to you got to think uh, you know very very quickly uh, i i i tend to agree with uh, manish sunil everything they said and i would say that at this time, the best thing to do is to listen to your heart first, do what is right for your people, enable them, make sure that the business is enabled, make sure that the 
uh, uh, our teams are enabled. And like Manish said, so if you do have an employee or his or her family member uh, having got impacted uh, you know, because of this pandemic, uh, the, the least one can do is empathy, right? The least one can do is to make sure that person uh, gets what he or she needs to, to, uh, to uh, you know, to, to take care of the person's health and well-being. So I would say that first and, and the head, right? Take the tough decisions and the tough decisions can always, uh, can always uh, in hindsight be, be questioned by oneself, right? We, we got to learn as we go, uh, but, uh, but do not uh, hesitate to take the tough decisions, but take the tough decisions with a, uh, with a kind heart is what I would say. So, and I think this, this was fantastic. Uh, does it mean, uh, and I'm just extending the session by just two more minutes because I want to take a quick rapid fire among all three of you, literally rapid fire, if you can really stick to 10, 20 seconds of the responses will be helpful. Uh, does it mean that the responses from the poll, as we see, there is a somewhere that opportunity for, for the finance leaders, if they really want to become resilient in this time, they really want to take a larger role and play some of the roles which you leaders are playing today, they need to think differently. They need to think differently. So quick advices for the budding leaders. Uh, very quickly, one or two bullets, something which comes in your mind by saying, there are quick advices for the budding leaders, the budding CFOs or the budding finance leaders. I'll just go, uh, uh, Manish, you first. Very brief, Manish, very brief, 10 seconds. Yeah, so uh, I don't say that this is an advice. I would say I'm sharing my experience. Uh, this is a very, very uncertain time. Be nimble-footed. And this is going to people who will, uh, I'm in the last 10 overs of my 2020 match. Uh, I am playing on the front foot. Uh, people who have 20 more years uh, to go to complete their corporate innings will, uh, and they come out successful. There will be lots of learnings in the individual capacities. I think one of the most important learning is dealing with heart. Finance people have very, very heavy heart. Get a very nimble-footed approach to decision-making. Yes, use technology, but I think you will have to use more of your heart. Be nimble-footed. You will find the success coming your way. Okay. So... Basically, uh, two things, if you are asking me for advice. One is, uh, uh, I would say, speed over ele elegance. Rakesh. Or in other words, action over, over perfection. That is the first thing which I, which I would want to say, because uh, during our initial phases of life, we are all taught to be perfect. But that is not what... Uh, you know, is that is some, something which we which we learn over time that it is it is fine to be a little bit imperfect as well. Nothing wrong with it. But what is important is you know speed and action. That is one. And the second thing is that if you have to really move on to a bigger role, then you will have to start looking at the bigger picture. So this pandemic uh, for us. Uh, CFOs or as accountants is not about, you know, a good statutory close. It's not about, you know, uh, declaring our, our uh, financial results. It is about ensuring that all parts of the organization, be it, and all stakeholders, be it vendors, be it customers, be it employees, be it investors, be it your bankers, you have to have a vision which kind of runs across all five stakeholders 
and you have to make sure that you work totally aligned and in tandem with all of them. Yeah, yeah. You are you, you want given enough time, but I hope uh, the message is clear. Yeah, no, I think absolutely very loud and clear, Sunil. Thanks for that message, Mr. Chandrasekhar. Quick advice from you for for the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is what I tell my team, and I will tell every CFO and every other peer on this uh, meeting. Um, call up five of your colleagues. Right, it need not be your direct reports. Call up five of your colleagues. Do not necessarily talk to them about work or transaction. Just inquire about their well-being. Just inquire about the well-being of their immediate family members or their friends and family. And and please request them to do so as well. Right, the cascading impact of uh, you know this uh, will will be huge. Right, uh, just just touching people, telling them that we're all in it together. We this this shall pass. We will learn to live with it. And 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 life will life will come back to normal, and and uh, exactly what Mani said, right? We are in the last few, uh, we are in the last few uh, overs of our innings, so to speak, and uh, we we have little to lose at this time. But there are people that have a long career and a long innings innings ahead, and and it's it's absolutely important that they get confidence that uh, you know they will be able to swim through this with with all the guidance that they can get and all the support that we can provide to them uh, that would be my advice to um, um, my my fellow cfos on this meeting today wonderful thank you thank you all i think i just a couple of questions answers from the audience also was there and i thanks manish for taking that uh, uh, leadership to respond to few of the questions you already responded um, in terms of how to look at cash conservation i think your response has been like moving from capex to opex uh, uh, I think just just as a last question for all of you, uh, cash is king. Cash conservation. We're talking about a lot of these, and we're also talking about in you know uh, building future. So how is that connect you're keeping now? You're trying to conserve the cash, but are you also spending a lot of time and energy to plan for the future? And future could be two years down the line, three years down the line. How are you connecting that these two together? Uh, by navigating through this pandemic, just quick one one liner if it is possible. I know it's a little difficult, but if you can just give me ten seconds, please, all of you. Sunil, starting with you, ten seconds, please. Sunil, you're on mute. You have to unmute yourself, sir. I have already lost code. Okay, so <laughs> Rakesh, first of all, uh, I think we need to have quite a few scenarios as far as cash is concerned, because you very rightly said cash is king. So plan A or just a plan B is not going to work. We need to have quite a few scenarios given the uncertainty of the current situation. That is one. And the second thing is that rather than only focusing on how much cash do I, uh, cash can I generate or, or how much cash can I borrow from banks here and there, I think what is important is that we need to look at uh, both the stakeholders. Uh, when I say both stakeholders, I mean, uh, it is not that we have got only two stakeholders, but from a cash flow perspective, the customers as well as the vendors. So I mean, our our pricing policies, our our discount structures. What can we do uh, to to be able to you know get some more credit from the supplier if it is possible? What can we do to be able to get more cash from the customer if it is possible? Do we need a change in uh, in our policies and our practices which we have been following for for you know ages together? Uh, is it? Uh, I mean, we also have to have a watchful eye on our customers. It is also possible that during the pandemic. 
uh, our, our customers also face a situation where they are hard put on cash. So we will have to, you know, double our, our governance. We will have to double our vision on them. And the same goes for our critical vendors, vendors who, uh, with whom we are dependent quite uh, critically. So this, this question of yours is actually very, very vast and unfortunately can't be answered in such a short span of time. But all I'm saying is, saying is have a few contingency plans and then revisit how you deal with your vendors and how you deal with your uh, customers at both ends so as to be able to get the best from a cash inflow and a cash outflow perspective. And thanks. Manish, you, you, you responded to that question was already in the chat box, but if you want to respond to it once again, yeah, so uh, though 10 seconds is too short a time, but I will still uh, try uh, Rakesh. Uh, what we have done and each business will be an ind independent example of its own known. No uh, formula will be applicable for each and every business in the same manner. We are a growth oriented business of Adani Enterprises Limited. But what we have done, if something was planned for 2020-21, we have postponed that CAPEX cycle for the next few years. But we know that Atman Nirbhar Bharat is giving an impetus to the mining industry and Prime Minister himself is taking so much keen interest. But that production and that capex might be getting committed today, but not getting spent in 2021. It will get spent in 21, 22 or 22, 23. So we have postponed all capex commitments which were earlier planned in 2020, 2021. We are not committing any new capex which requires cash flow to be spent in 2021 or 21, 22. Anything beyond that, welcome and taking advantage of the growth. So very clear, CAPEX cycle can wait because currently we have to see through whether this vaccine is coming in a September or a December and how long this pandemic is going to create. Thanks, Manish. Just a quick, quick closing uh, response on this one, Mr. Chandrasekhar. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I may not be able to speak specifically on cash management in, uh, at IBM, but I can tell you that we're looking at this situation as an opportunity to go back to clients and and um, see how best we can remain essential to them right and what it takes for us to be uh, an essential uh, service provider to our clients and and that's the direction that we've taken and uh, it, it, you know i believe that it will continue to work for us Certainly, absolutely, fantastic. So great to hear perspective from you, all three of you. It was, it was, uh, you know, some interesting uh, dimensions we could hear in the conversations. Now I'm already over short on the time. As I finish this uh, session, we are also finishing with this session. These two days of finance leadership uh, e summit is the third time, third finance leadership summit which we had uh, spread over yesterday and today. Uh, I, I take this opportunity on behalf of Shared Services Forum to thank each of the panelists, speakers who participated, uh, joined, taken time out of this business busy schedule, shared their uh, you know, experience, perspectives. Uh, thank each of the, uh, the speakers. I also take the opportunity to thank the entire Shared Services Forum team at the back end, which is working to put this uh, uh, leadership summit together. Uh, really thank you, all of you. And all those attendees who were able to take their time out uh, amidst their business schedule, logged into the session, uh, I'm sure they would have walked away with some of important perspective which they can apply and contextualize in their, in their environment is going to be important. Uh, I also take this opportunity to thank each of the panelists right now on the screen. Uh, I have 
Mr. Sunil Seyal, thanks for your time. Mr. Manish Saxena, thank you for your time. And Mr. Chichan Shrekar, thank you for your time. As I close, one most critical piece which I shared in the beginning of this session today, the first session as we started the day, that we will be releasing the research report which was shared uh, earlier. And uh, I request the backend SSF team to put post in the chat box the link uh, by which we can connect to the uh, uh, to the research report. I think it's already there in the chat box. You will find there's a link which is there. And if you click on the link, it will take you to the shared services forum portal where this report is available for reading of all of you. And please do uh, take time out to read this report. Uh, provide us the feedback. We'd be very, very uh, grateful with any feedback which we receive because we want to continue with this mission of knowledge dissemination. And uh, uh, request all of you to take care, stay safe, uh, difficult times. I know we are all running a race of a different kind. Uh, please, please take care of yourself and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, each one of you, for joining today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day and have a great uh, time ahead. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Stay